What is up, guys, and welcome to another edition of the Market Rider Show. We'll be in the market one trade at a time. Hope you're having a great week out there, able to lock in some profits. All right, this episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the Supreme Court's potential decision uh, on the student loan forgiveness plan. So, um, this is something that affects majority of my listeners, as well as people who are out there um, who are in college still. Uh, and so, the HEROES Act was initiated originally uh, that paused the student loan forgiveness uh, portion of repaying your student loan debt. But now it's kind of gotten to the point where they're going to be reissuing it and redeciding on if they're going to continue with the student loan forgiveness um, or if they're going to uh, start back with payments now that the pandemic was over. The pause came as the pandemic uh, really was shaping up. It was kind of unforeseen on how the entire economy was going to recover, how jobs were going to come back. But now that you know everything is kind of recovered, kind of stabilized, we still have a lot of job losses. Interest rates are still pretty high. But this is kind of a big linchpin into trying to figure out how to regauge the economy. So Supreme Court decision on Biden's student loan forgiveness plan is key for those uh, who will never, or those who never finish college. Um, at the very least, the Supreme Court's pending decision on President Joe Biden's student loan forgiveness plan will shed more light uh, on the overwhelming burden of education debt. Increasingly, increasingly, borrowers are struggling under the weight of the growing tab. As of the latest tally, borrowers owe a combined number of, of $1.7 trillion. Uh, for those who start college but never finish managing such a hefty amount of debt is especially difficult. <clears throat> so this is talking about people who have started college, but for some unforeseen circumstance, they weren't able to finish uh, and graduate and get a diploma. And so they still have that college debt, which was paused during the pandemic, but may potentially be uh, reinitialized. Um, although college enrollment declines have leveled off over um, a number of years, students who started college, but then withdrew rose 3.6% in 2020 to 2021, uh, according to the National Center for Education Statistics. Uh, there are now more than 40 million students who are currently unenrolled. A uh, growing number of stopouts is what they're calling people who haven't finished, uh, and fewer returning students have contributed uh, to a broader enrollment declines in years. Uh, among students who put their education on hold, most said it was due to a loss of motivation or a life change, according to a report by education lender uh, Sally May. Others cited financial concerns, followed by mental health challenges, um, which, you know, the pandemic was a very difficult time for a lot of people, especially if you were fresh coming out of college. Um, it was something new that businesses had to face, and, you know, it changed the entire atmosphere of majority of how things are done. So you may have had in-person career fairs at your college that then went virtual, trying to overcome the learning curve of that from the business side as well as the university side. Um, you then also have some companies who just stopped hiring to try to figure out what was going on. So positions that you may have thought were available that some of your peers may have had or had the opportunity to do, you didn't get. Or even in the case of some people who had internships, you know, you had the internship, the job was kind of secured, but some of those companies were like, oh, well, because of the pandemic, we're kind of cutting back and we're not really going to be hiring most people. So you kind of have to start from scratch from there. So it was definitely 
a weird transition for a lot of people. Also university switching to having remote learning instead of having in face-to-face -face person uh, classes is something that changed as well. Uh, the variety of issues students face in college, uh, many unexpected. Um, in some cases, it could be unpaid bill. Um, and so the number of outstanding U.S. Uh, student loan debt has increased from 2006 to now from $500 billion to $1.75 trillion. Uh, if Biden's plan to cancel $400 billion of student loan is blocked, uh, default rates may spike. Uh, this was warning from the U.S. Department of Education. But the borrowers most in jeopardy of defaulting on those uh, who start college but never finish. So basically saying that the people who got the degree have a better chance because their degree allowed them to get a job that helped them to pay off the student loans. I think it's kind of weighing um, really heavily on the degree itself. I think that is the case for a lot of situations, but there are situations where the degree didn't really help um, you know, promote you to having enough money to pay off those student loan debts. Um, so I think it's kind of, you know, a 50-50 on that. If students default, it's not only a loss for them, but also the, for the institution of higher education and federal government. Uh, and forgiveness is really focused on the back end. So meanwhile, college uh, is only getting more expensive. Tuition and fees plus room and board, books and other expenses for four-year private college average about $57,570 in 2022 to 2023 academic year. Uh, at four-year in-state colleges, it was more than $27,940, according to College Board, which tracks the trend in college pricing and student aid. So um, the next year, uh, for the next school year, some colleges said that they will hike tuition even more, signing inflation and other pressures. Uh, still, many would would-be students believe that getting a degree is worth it and continue to borrow to make college possible. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's where, you know, a lot of people are trying to get their education for the first time, uh, to have a better opportunity to go into the workforce uh, and make more money. But then it's also like you have to spend more money to get a college degree in order to do that. Um, and public universities are a lot cheaper um, than private universities. But still, you know, everyone doesn't have a college fund for them. Not everyone is able to get, um, you know, scholarships. Uh, I know in the state that I'm currently in, uh, in Tennessee, I think we have Hope Scholarship. Uh, and then there's Pell Grant for a lot of people as well. Um, but I think Pell Grant is just overall for all states uh, here in the U.S. And so there are different ways, but that doesn't pay for everything. So it doesn't pay for food. Um, it doesn't pay for, you know, dorm expenses. Um, I know for me, when I was in university, I think it was the first two semesters or the first three semesters, you had to be on campus um, and use the meal plan. Like it wasn't optional to get a meal plan or not get a meal plan and be in the dorms. It was kind of something like you had to do um, unless you had like some extenuating circumstance, like if you had a disability or something where you had to stay off campus um, or you were just a commuter, but the parking was not the best. So a lot of people voted to just come in and, and pay the amount to stay on campus. But staying in the dorms was not cheap. It was, you know, real, extremely expensive and the meal plans were not cheap as well. So I know since I've graduated, it's gotten even more expensive over time. Um, you know, universities continue to upgrade uh, their facilities to get new students to come in, their new technology. 
Um, university itself is a business, so you have to look at it as like you want to get more prospective students in. Um, you also have to think the environment of the university, it's kind of its own town or own city, and a lot of the day-to-day -day traffic that goes on is surrounded by the university. So a lot of the economy of some of these university towns comes from the students. So having more students there would bring more money to uh, set town if you have them coming in, and then also other events, conferences, things of that nature. Um, not every university is just renowned for being the university itself. Uh, maybe if you go to like Ivy League universities like Harvard or Yale uh, or Stanford or something like that, then the university itself is just world renowned for being uh, the university itself. But a lot of people can't either A, get into those or get um, scholarships or funding to get to those universities or acceptance into those universities. So kind of the other alternative is just for people who uh, go local or go just a little bit out of where they live from uh, to try to find a university that has programs that cater towards them. So definitely understand kind of the different end or different spectrum. Um, and then also with the new job market, you know, and increasing interest rates, the universities are increasing the amount that all of this is costing, uh, which is then trickled down to uh, the consumer, which is the student. Um, and so the student end up, ends up paying a lot more money uh, to get the degree. Um, and then you have the jobs themselves, which come to the career fair, but it's not everyone that goes to the career fair is not guaranteed a job. So just because you go to the career fair and you have the degree, it doesn't just automatically assume that you will get a job being there um, and that it will come directly after being in school. So, you know, there's definitely a give and take and a lot of it. Um, but ultimately, you know, having this uh, payback for a lot of people um, during the pandemic, life has changed for a lot of different people, people who are graduating. But right before the pandemic, you know, maybe they've gotten a house, they got a new car. Uh, some of them have had kids. They haven't really thought about student loans. Um, you know, in our parents' generation, uh, I guess speaking from my end, having student loans being forgiven or paused by the government is something that was just unfathomable. It's something that, you know, it's something that everyone agreed, hey, I'll have to eventually pay off my student loans at some point in time, but I know I will have this debt when I leave school. Not, I will have this debt and then the government will pause it. And then I can go and use the money that I would have originally been using to pay off student loans to then go and do other things to increase my net worth. So there's definitely a lot of different strategies that are going on. Um, I think ultimately uh, it could help a lot of borrowers um, in that situation, those who went to school but then didn't finish school, uh, as far as paying that back, I do agree it will hit them a lot harder than it will some who may have gotten a job in their degree or just gotten a higher paying job than the one that they had in college. Um, and then also because life changes. So, you know, since that time, um, in the when the pandemic first started, like I said, people's lives have changed, people's families have grown, people's gotten houses, cars. Um, you know, found different jobs, gotten better jobs, lost their jobs. So, you know, I think it's, it, it kind of should be by a case by case basis, but you know, how do you kind of solve this issue that affects majority of Americans at a case by case basis? You know, what are the criteria for that? I think there should be more, some more consideration on that before it's kind of like, Hey, well, no, we don't want to do it. Hey, we do want to do it. 
I think it should be a case-by-case situation and then, um, you know, have a group of caseworkers or whatever to do it. Similar to like, um, you know, getting the actual loan itself. You know, they ask you different information. You know, what's your degree going to be? What do you plan on doing with it? Uh, how much money do you need? Uh, I feel like it should be the same amount of effort it takes to get the loan that it does to help uh, pay it off. So, you know, I think there's a large disconnect with that as well. Uh, you know, debt is something that plagues a lot of Americans um, over the U.S. And, you know, this is a large chunk of it. If you look at debt, you know, majority of it is just either house, auto loan, or student loan, um, or credit card debt. So those are kind of the top four debts that plague a lot of Americans. Um, and so, if this one is one of them that people could either get help um, as far as financial advice uh, on how to pay it back or have it just forgiven in general, I think that would be something that could help majority of Americans. Tell me what you think. Leave a comment down below. Let me know, do you think they should pay all of this off, uh, being the government itself, or should there be some sort of coaching or counseling program that you go through uh, to help overall? Or should you be set up on a plan and have a personal um, kind of government official sort of person to kind of coach you through paying it off, um, giving more information on things you can do to get it paid off? Uh, let me know down below in the comment section. Hope this video helped you all out. And I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.